As you may know, the Senate, as it stands right at this very moment, is 50 to 49 in favor of the Democrats. And there's one election left that's gone to a runoff. That is Raphael Warnock versus Herschel Walker. And it is now, I'm looking at my calendar, it's now about three weeks away. It's on December the 6th. It's going to be here before you know it. And I understand how easy it could be if you live in California or if you live in New York or if you live anywhere outside of Georgia to think, like, what does this have to do with me? It has everything to do with you. Getting him elected, not just him, but getting the 51st vote for Democrats matters to get all kinds of things passed. But there's one thing that I have in mind and I just need to impress upon you. It matters no matter where you are, no matter where you live, and no matter what you think about this race, it matters to you. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Now, I could give you a hundred reasons why you should support Raphael Warnock. (laughs) I mean, the guy's brilliant. We're talking about a man who has an earned Ph.D. We should we call him Reverend Raphael Warnock, but we should be calling him Dr. Raphael Warnock. Brilliant mind, uh, a fantastic leader, like an A plus level leader. I have known him. I am I'm 43 years old. I first met Raphael Warnock when I was 19. And so I have known him for more than half of my life. And when I first met him when I was 19, he was a brilliant leader then that our professors at Morehouse were telling us, this is who you need to be like. 25 years ago, they were telling us, here is who we want you to be like. Raphael Warnock, like he was already uh, a young pastor in New York. Uh, I think he was pursuing his doctorate at the time. And he was held up as an example of like, hey, here's the model. Gentlemen, here's who we want you to be like. And I've seen him up close and personal when my my family and I have lived in Atlanta for most, the majority of our adult lives. We actually lived in Atlanta and uh, we attended Ebenezer. He was our pastor there. And uh, he was a phenomenal preacher and pastor and leader. And the people loved him. And he's done a good job as senator. And he represents Georgia well. He's actually born and raised in Savannah. And so he kind of, he represents South Georgia in a way that makes it such that he's not just from, you know, Atlanta is a bit of a bubble in Georgia. And once you travel outside of Atlanta, it's a whole nother place. Well, While he is a pastor in Atlanta, he's actually from South Georgia. So he's got that. And the guy just has one of the sharpest minds of anybody that I've ever met. Now, I'm not going to even waste my time to compare him to Herschel Walker, who, (laughs) like, I I mean, you've you've already heard it by now. If, If you heard Dave Chappelle's monologue, if you heard 
that brilliant takedown from from uh, Jamal Bryant, or if you've just ever heard Herschel Walker yourself, you know that he is not a serious, credible human being from his deep character flaws and lack of integrity to his lack of experience as an actual leader of people. He does not need to be in the Senate. He does not deserve to be in the Senate from his mistreatment of women, his abuse of women to his, the mistreatment of his own family, including his own kids. Uh, He is a liar and multiple women have come out to say that not only did he deeply impress upon them that they needed to have an abortion, but that he paid for the abortions. And now he denies all of it and says he is pro-life and would never support abortion at any point in his entire life. He's not serious. But it's easy now that the Senate is 50 to 49. It's easy to think that, which is a, a basically a one-vote majority, and if Republicans win in Georgia, it'll be 50 to 50, and Vice President Kamala Harris will be the tie-breaking vote. But having just that one additional vote is going to make a world of difference because over the past two years, two senators, Senator Kristen Sinema of Arizona and Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, have held the Democratic-controlled Senate hostage at times, saying, unless you do something that both of us want done, we won't support it. Well, getting that one extra vote, and if, if Raphael Warnock wins, it'll be 51 to 49, getting that one extra vote will make it much harder for them to have a two-person block. They'll only have a one-person kind of grip on things, and I'm not so sure that they will pull it the way they've been pulling it. We will see. But right after this Uh, commercial break, we have a quick word from one of our sponsors. There's one thing that we need Raphael Warnock in the Senate, that we need that 51 to 49 majority for, that I think matters perhaps more than anything else. And, And I'm not sure that you understood this. I'm not sure that I under, I really understood this until this week. Let me unpack and explain it. I'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. The, 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 breakdown. the breakdown. As I record this, Democrats are very, very close to losing the House. And while that was expected, it's still going to be a painful loss because it basically means that for the next two years, uh, the final two years of of Joe Biden's first term. We don't know if he's going to run for re-election or not. That's a completely different conversation. But for the final two years of his term, it's, it's going to be damn near impossible to get anything to pass as far as the legislation because it has to pass the House and the Senate, and then he signs it. And if anything, Republicans really, really stick together when it comes to sticking it to Democrats. And so... If they win the House, and by the time you hear this, they, Republicans may have already won the House. It's very, very close. It's down to like one seat at this point. And even if Republicans barely control the House, if they have control of it, 
They're not going to let Joe Biden get anything passed. They have said that they're going to start their own impeachment hearings, that they're going to, you know, stop a lot of the things that you see right now. And and anything good that was coming out of the House is going to come to a grinding halt. Everything else that Joe Biden is going to have to do for the next two years is more than likely either going to be through an executive order or this next thing that I want to talk about. All judges that get appointed, including Supreme Court justices, need to be nominated by the President of the United States and passed by the Senate. They don't have to pass through the House. They just have to be passed through the Senate and signed off on by the President. And there are already dozens of judicial vacancies, and probably many of them in your state. Federal judges don't just serve in D.C. They serve all over the country, north, south, east, and west, and everywhere in between. And they have a huge impact on our daily lives. Things that get overturned, like, say, Roe versus Wade, that stuff goes all the way through the court system, then to the Supreme Court. But judges have the power to rule on so many things, and they have a lifetime appointment. Like, I almost wish we would do away with that. Like, you know, give them a, an eight-year appointment. Like, that's a lot. That's more than a senator. A 10-year appointment is a ton. But lifetime appointments for all the federal judges, I mean, is, is a wild thing. But they're always retiring. They're always, they're, they are always stepping down. They want to move on to other things. They want to become professors or have their own practices. Well, with Herschel Walker, if he wins, and it's a 50-50 Senate, where Kamala Harris is just a tie-breaking vote, if Herschel Walker wins... All the time, there might be one Democrat, if it's Joe Manchin or Kristen Sinema or somebody else. There could be a Democrat that chooses to side with Republicans to stop a certain judicial nomination. But if Raphael Warnock wins, even just having it a 51 to 49 majority, if he wins, it, it effectively means that Republicans will have to get multiple Democrats to come over to them to stop a judicial nomination. And at least in the first two years, I'll give some credit to credit to Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin was approving Joe Biden's nominations and he got in the way of other things and other bills and other laws, but he was pretty good on the judicial nominations. But having that 51 to 49 majority It's going to make a huge difference, and it should, theoretically, for the next two years, allow Joe Biden to fast-track these judicial nominations all over the country, including in your own state, and cases that rise up in your own state will go to these judges. And so we need it. And, you know, I've already said it. Raphael Warnock is an infinitely better human being and leader than Herschel Walker. And it's shameful that Herschel Walker even got to a runoff. It's utterly shameful. It tells you everything you need to know about the Republican Party. But we need Raphael Warnock in office because he's a better leader. 
He's a better person. He will represent everyday people better. He is capable and effective. And it will give Democrats a very important 51 to 49 vote majority that will allow them to get these judicial nominations through. So listen, I'm going to volunteer and do everything I can to get Raphael Warnock elected. And I want you to do the same thing. You can Google Raphael Warnock and go and and donate to his campaign. Uh, You can volunteer. If you live in Georgia, you just go to Raphael Warnock's website. You can volunteer locally or nationally. There's all types of stuff to do. And we should not, none of us, we should not take this race for granted. All right? Love, 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 and appreciate all of you. If you're not yet a member of the North Star, please, please, please go to thenorthstar.com now. Become a member for as little as eight bucks. It helps underwrite the cost of everything that we do. We need your support. We want your support and hope that you'll go and join today. All right. If you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, press that subscribe button. It's completely free. But while it's free for you to subscribe to the podcast, it's not free for us to produce it. We literally even have to pay for the storage space for the podcast. People don't know that. And so that's why we need you to become a member at thenorthstar.com. All right. Take care, everybody. And I'll be right back here tomorrow. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.